Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 257. We keep on going strong. If you are new to this podcast, hey, welcome. This is the show where we talk about all the biggest headlines and news around the world of Apple and then relate it to the greater tech world as a whole. And so we've got a lot of stuff coming, just maybe some little actual news from apple including a new iphone color (laughs) sorry i I did not mean to tease that way we got we got a few extra announcements coming from apple specifically this week and then uh yes we will always talk about future iphones and more now to be a part of the show hey all you got to do is call in record a voice memo on your phone your laptop your tablet send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com that's applebits with a z I actually got a couple calls, and I'm just going to wait to get maybe one or two more. If you want to be part of the show, leave your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, any corrections, comments, thoughts, whatever it is, send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com, and I'll put it in the show. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all of my content and support this podcast. It starts at $2 per month. $5, which is like a cup of coffee. You got the $10, the $25, and the $100 Platinum Apple level. What does it get you? Well, it gets you early access to my content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. Plus, we do a monthly live Zoom session specifically for the Patreon fam, and we have a lot of other things going on there as well. So patreon.com slash Tong is how you support the show. All right, y'all. News alert. News from Apple. New iPhone from Apple. New iPhone color for the 14 and the 14 plus you probably have seen it but this week apple officially announced the new color the spring midlife cycle color which we talked about last week was in fact yellow if you look at my video on my youtube channel i compared it to a whole bunch of other things it really is kind of more like a canary yellow but can be different depending on the light but in general uh, it is a lighter shade of yellow it's not an intense yellow it's not a gold It shares the same aluminum frame that is similar to what's on the iPad 10th generation yellow, but the actual surface, uh, it's a little lighter than what the iPhone XR was. I compared it to like uh, Lego yellow, Play-Doh yellow, a Meyer lemon, a pair of Nike shoes that were the hottest shoes, one of the hottest shoes last year that was in yellow. Uh, What else did I compare it to? An iPad 10th generation. I just did like, oh, a Pikachu just a whole bunch of different things, but the new color to kind of help kick and spark up some sales is yellow. I, I think it's cool. I got a dress in a yellow shirt for the video, and if that's something that is really important to you, and you know, quite honestly, not everyone upgrades their iPhone exactly on the day it comes out. There's a lot of people that are in a midlife cycle or that have just waited several years, and sometimes a new color sparks more sales, and that's what Apple is doing here. Now, currently, again, it's only for the 14 and 14 plus so there are no additional pro colors this year because apple likes to keep the pro colors dark and muted and purple dark purple or deep purple i think it was is as exotic as we've seen 
in the iPhone Pro lineup. We had Alpine Green last year. We've gotten different shades of blue, but otherwise, they're they're like, we don't want to have fun with the iPhone Pro line. You can only have fun on the consumer line. So right now, with the 14, it starts at $799. The 14 Plus starts at $899. The original colors were Midnight, Starlight, Blue, Purple, and Product Red, and now Yellow. You can pre-order them today, which is Friday as of this recording. And then also they will be releasing and availability will happen on March the 14th, which I believe is Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. So new iPhone colors. Now, along with that, some other news for people in other countries who do listen and watch my content, they will be rolling out emergency SOS, that feature using satellite um, recognition to find you in case of an emergency if you do not have a cell signal or Wi-Fi signal. That will be released in six new countries, Austria, Belgium, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, and Portugal later this month. So that's in addition to the service which originally rolled out in the US and Canada, and then later on it came to France Germany, Ireland, and the UK in December of last year. It will now be getting those six new countries. Again, Austria, Belgium, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, and Portugal. So always great. Um, Still, I believe it's free. The Apple said they would be free for the first year and then have not commented or given any indication of how much the service will cost after that. And we'll see, I think, roughly... If I recall right, ooh, I'm, someone's gonna someone's gonna nick gonna get me on this. I I feel like the number was roughly they invested about forty million dollars for to flip the switch on for this feature, and so eventually, it it's not a reason why you get an iPhone per se, but it's another reason why it reinforces or is an add on of why someone will get an iPhone. I don't know anyone so far who have said I got the iPhone specifically for emergency SOS. And we've seen other carriers and other companies now are also pursuing satellite connectivity for their phones as well. Now, if you're always curious, everyone says, not everyone, but a lot of people will say, oh, the iPhone is dead. The iPhone is dead. Apple's dead. Well, I'm going to tell you, every time I've said that, I've made it clear to you all that Apple is going nowhere. And this report from CounterPoint Research tells the story, a big part of the story, at least in the mobile space, of why Apple is definitely not going anywhere. So worldwide, we're talking globally, they put out a report of the best-selling smartphones of 2022. And guess what? Eight of the 10 best-selling smartphones in the world (laughs) were iPhones. This would be major markets, including the US, China, France, Germany, and the UK. So this is for all of 2022 best selling, not shipping, actual phone selling. So what do you think number one was the best selling smartphone in 2022? I'll give you a second to think about it. It was the iPhone 13, just the standard iPhone 13. If you then look at number two, the iPhone 13 Pro Max, number three, the iPhone 14 Pro Max, and number four, you had the Samsung Galaxy A13, which is not their flagship line, but this is again globally. 
right? Kind of a um, middle-ish tier phone. Number five, the iPhone 13 Pro. Number six, the iPhone 12. Number seven, the iPhone 14. Number eight, the iPhone 14 Pro. Number nine, the iPhone SE 2022 model. And number 10, the Samsung Galaxy A03. Now, I know you can't see all those names in paper, but two things really stick out to me. Obviously, globally, based on this report, eight out of 10 smartphones were iPhones. You know, you have the 12 on there. You have the SE on there. I was surprised that the iPhone 14 Pro was at eight, pretty far low down the line. But this is this piggybacks on a story that we talked about maybe three or four weeks ago, how there were rumblings, and there have been rumblings that Apple is looking to build out a iPhone Ultra, like a higher tier than the Pro Max. And at the time, we didn't have any kind of data to help back up that thinking. You know, Those are all reports within Apple. But I said, look, Apple's definitely looking at the data that we don't see. And something is telling them that this, is a, this makes sense. Well, if you look at the top, the top three, top three iPhones that were sold in 2022, the number one was iPhone 13. Number two, 13 Pro Max. Number three, 14 Pro Max, which tells us that customers and people are buying the top tier iPhone, the top tier, and also indicates to us, right, if the, if the Pro Max models were lower in that stack, let's say they were like around eight or nine or 10, and the iPhone 14 and 14 Pros were above them, then you say, okay, you know, people just typically are looking at the standard iPhone to get in the lowest cost of entry to get into the iPhone ecosystem. But number two and number three were the 13 Pro Max and the 14 Pro Max, which then when you look at this data says, oh, well, obviously, no wonder Apple is exploring this idea of an ultra phone to differentiate it even more and even a higher tier because consumers are saying that I'm, we are buying the highest tier iPhone. Now, me personally, I'm still a 14 Pro. I got skinny pants. <laughs> the 14 Pro Max does not fit properly. It peeks out of the top of my pocket. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't got big pockets. <laughs> but this report is evidence, is the evidence that I needed to see that backs up why Apple would be looking at an Ultra. It's kind of insane, honestly. And again, eight of the top 10 phones sold globally were iPhones. So everyone that's saying, oh, it's such a boring refresh. And I know, you know, all of us that follow Apple religiously, you know, you get tired of the design. Like, let's be real. The 12 looks like the 13 looks like the 14. Like those phones pretty much look the same. Really, 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 really close the same. Maybe the 15 will be actually, will look different. I mean, not too much different. It's expected to be smoother, edges expect to have USB-C, a slightly thinner bezel a larger camera bump so 13 the four the 12 the 13 and 14 and 15 will look similar but completely backs up why apple and makes total sense would try even just try to go for an ultra and i'm not the biggest fan of that i don't think we need to have an ultra phone quite honestly but from a business perspective if sales are telling them you are selling top tier phones as your number two and three seller globally, then you should try and make an even higher tier one and see how the market responds. And something tells me 
that it's going to respond well because I may not like a big screen phone, but if there is a top tier phone that has a better camera and has really truly better battery and the best display and blah, 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 I would probably get it. I'm not going to lie. I would probably get it. Also really cool news coming out of Apple. Apple Music Classical is now available for pre-order on the App Store. So what exactly is Apple Music Classical? So a while back, I think it was now, was it or was it around two years ago? So Apple acquired Prime Phonic and it was a classical music streaming service uh, they acquired back in 2021. And what's different about classical music is how it's organized, right? You have composers, you have arrangements. It's It's not the same as like, regular music which is just a track and a genre and a performer like title perform no it it's organized differently as well as how you uh flow through different compositions in classical music so apple acquired prime phonic in 2021 and they just released if you go to the apple store i i think you can search just under apple music classical it will show up and this is not necessarily a pre-order but a pre-download we're going to call it a pre-order but you can actually choose to download the app. And on the App Store, it says coming soon, March 28th, 2023, which would be, yes, the end of March. So this would be a new streaming service and its own thing separate from Apple Music per se. Um, And it doesn't look like, I, I believe it has its own icon. It has its own logo. So maybe there is some crossover, but it does feel like they're trying to treat it separately. Now, right now, the pre-order or the pre-download is completely free. Um, They say it will also be included for free as part of an Apple Music or Apple One subscription. And I've told you all recently that I decided to get Apple One. And once you get Apple One, you are deep, deep, deep in the ecosystem. So Apple Music Classical will offer subscribers access to over 5 million classical music tracks, new high-quality releases, hundreds of curated playlists, thousands of exclusive albums, and other features like composer bios and deep dives on some of the key works. So this is really treated like its own thing. It's just not going to be generically folded into it. So I think that's really cool. Apple has says that it's been working with classical music artists and institutions to bring exclusive content to this service. And recordings in Apple classical music will include high-res lossless and spatial audio tracks. The app's design is based on Apple Music, um, but a little more simplified UI. And then again, like I said, the organization will be different as well. But Apple Classical Music coming, or Apple Music Classical, my, I'm sorry, Apple Music Classical coming at the end of this month. The App Store says March 28th. So I think that's another exciting thing, especially if you're an Apple Music subscriber, you can plug right in. I don't know about you all, but I will just like chill out and listen to classical music. And also, if you have young one, youngins, uh, they've said like as their brains are developing, classical music helps stimulate the brain. Now, I'm not sure how accurate that really truly is. At least that's what I was told when I was a kid. I don't know how much classical music my parents played, but uh, let's pretend they played a lot for me. I needed it. Also, another Apple release, new iPhone 14 silicone cases now available in four new colors. These are kind of hitting the eastery spring season. You got canary yellow, which is 
they're calling it Canary Yellow, the actual case. The phone they're calling Yellow, but Canary Yellow is the best way to describe the iPhone Yellow, the new iPhone color release. There's also going to be Olive, which is kind of like, you know, a olivey green color. Sky, which is like a lighter sky pastel blue. And then Iris, which is a a little lighter deep purple color. And I'm and I'm like, don't make me buy, don't make me buy a new silicone case that's purple just to match my purple iPhone. Like I'm gonna really try not to. I have a really cool like hot volt color case right now from Nomad. I don't want to do that, but you know how they do it. So they're available now online, Apple's online store for forty nine dollars, and then also at Apple retail stores. Another announcement, I'm just throwing you all out there because these are all actual real announcements that Apple put out there. Apple released over 20 new Apple Watch bands and AirTag accessories, solo loops in some of the new colors. There's Sprout Green, which is kind of more of a, it's a combination of like a pastel, but very green green. You got Canary Yellow, you have Olive, you have Purple fit of uh, purple Fog. These are all, again, more pastel colors, and they do pretty much aligned somewhat with the cases that came out you got new color sport bands you got hermes i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right uh kasake c-a-s-a-q-u-e i don't know if there's a fancy way people are gonna butcher me is it kasake or kasake or kasque yo i don't know someone help me out here All right. Hey, let's take a break to thank our sponsor, Indeed, for sponsoring this podcast. You know, think about someone who has changed your life for the better and how incredible would it be if your company could find more of those life-changing people right when you needed them? Hey, if you're hiring, guess what? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. You hate waiting? Well, Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Now, one of the features that stands out to me and saves you time is Instant Match. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. Now, with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you cannot afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to start hiring right now. Just go to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Hey, Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. You need a hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we talked about the Apple Music Classical platform, and I thought I'd save this till after the ad break, but there's been uh, new announcements from Spotify that have revealed their new interface, and a lot of people looking at what they've kind of previewed and shown off are not happy with it because it it's a problem that a lot of apps are trying to do. They're no because they're they've invested a lot. They're really trying to kick up engagement, and guess what? Most apps do when they need more engagement. They copy the apps that have the most engagement. So now, if you look at what Spotify is trying to do, it's like this mix of TikTok um, meets music, meets like videos, uh, has podcasts and audiobooks, and it 
it honestly they've just been like cramming more and more into this same app but now this new ui um i don't know i don't think i think it visually is interesting but it looks like it's just serving a whole bunch of stuff that you don't want and it's straying away from just being music at its core and i think that this might be an opportunity where apple and apple music could benefit from this redesign that people are outright just calling trash because it, you know when you start steering away from music much like when instagram steered away from photos and now photos do not matter at all on instagram like you put on a photo up there who cares they want reels they want videos instagram is just completely opposite of the core of what it was because they saw what TikTok was doing and they saw what their platforms were doing. They were like, oh my gosh, we need to copy that. And then they copied it. So I do think that this might create kind of like an opening for Apple Music for people that are looking for a more just pure music experience. And what's interesting is that because Apple can get the revenue from so many different sources, from their hardware, from their software, uh, from their subscription service, you know, having Apple Music really be a music product and not turn into a TikTok, Instagram, Twitter type app is actually a strength. And so this could this could really be interesting. I'm not saying that people people are going to all of a sudden leave Spotify, but it could direct a percentage of the audience to say, you know what, I want a more pure music experience. We know how many iPhones are out there, so the user base is huge. I'm a user who does have Apple One, but I've always been Spotify. And that's where all my lists are. And when I saw this new UI, I was just like, Ugh, it looks just like too much is happening. I'll have to wait and see how it works for me. But you know, some of the things that they can do with the Apple Music app is um, you know, maybe make it a little easier or improve a lot of the speed and reliability of the Apple Music app. It's just not the snappiest. Um, one of the big things is that Apple pays higher artist royalties compared to Spotify. And I think that could work in their favor maybe long term if they keep on doing that. And there's a exodus of users from Spotify because they aren't happy with the experience. That could also be another reason how Apple gains momentum and potentially serve up more exclusive content from artists. We'll see. We'll see. But just go look it up. Um, it's It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Even even with Spotify having uh, podcasts, I don't know how many of you use Spotify for, for podcasts. I know it's always been there, but I mean, my podcast is actually on Spotify, but I've always just listened to it directly through the podcast app because it's integrated with my OS. It's just really clean and nice, and I like that. So the podcast app is dedicated to podcasts, where Spotify is now podcasts, audiobooks, music, music videos, videos. It's just it's a little too much. Sticking with software, you know, I've kind of complained, hey, we need more action on the dynamic island. We need more services to support it. Well, Major League Baseball now supports live activities. That was following an update that just happened on Thursday, I believe. So now if you're if you're a baseball fan, you can follow scores. And what will happen is you can see it either on your lock screen and keep track of it, or the dynamic island will also showcase it up top. You could choose within the MLB app when you want to follow for notifications. I did not know, and a friend on Twitter or a user on Twitter that follows me reached out and said, hey, you can do this with the NBA app. And finally, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting this for the longest time. So there's a feature where if you are on, use the NBA app, you can basically say show you know, updates. And 
now my dynamic island shows the latest scores of when the Warriors again their ass beat in the first quarter because they're just horrible right now. <laughs> Warrior fans, people are like, stop talking about basketball. But it shows up on your lock screen as the live activities as promised from Apple when they showcased iOS 16 and also when you're using your phone up on the dynamic island. And it's nice. At least it's like, okay, I got more usage. I got more mileage out of this. So I like these changes. All right, let's, since we're talking about iPhone, let's talk about iPhone 15 and 15 Pro. Just a couple of stories here. Uh, According to reports and a research note by Barclay analysts, Apple's next-gen iPhone 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max are rumored, again, to feature an improved LiDAR scanner supplied by Sony. Now, they say Sony could take a majority, if not all, the share on the world-facing sensor in this year's model and would have improvements and what's interesting is like okay with these improvements maybe more specific specificity better depth detection and with their lidar scanner more performance better i think even more important to me is a better power efficiency as well with less of an impact on battery life so this could We're hearing a lot of different things about the new A15 Bionic, three nanometer process, more power efficient, and brings more power. Something like the OLED display components also using less power. And then something like this new LiDAR scanner from Sony also using less power and all contributing to a potential more power efficient iPhone. I think they would, you know, an hour juice is nice. And I think any improvement in battery life is great, but if they shocked us and said, oh, you get three more hours of battery life than before, that's where you start going like, oh, dang, like that's, that's crazy. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. We will see. Also, if you want to talk about iPhone 15 models, uh, according to reports, they will still lack a ProMotion and always on display feature. And that makes sense. At least they haven't done, they didn't do it last year. They're not planning to do it this year. The iPhone 14 Plus right now has been touted as the best battery life in any iPhone because it doesn't have things like ProMotion display and always on display and can be optimized in that way and not use as much energy. So iPhone 15, looking to do that. Now, also, if we talk about iPhone tech and the future, I know it seems like, it just seems like they're so behind here touch id i still love it and everyone's been asking for like dude when are you gonna put touch id under the screen fingerprint sensor technology for an iphone Uh, qualcomm has an impressive super effective fingerprint scanner that is being used by phones across the android world and you know for whatever reason they don't want to, Apple doesn't want to play nice with them. I mean, we know that Apple does not want to be dependent on third parties for other components and really want to control everything. And it has worked to their benefit, but also for us, it has slowed certain key technologies from coming into our hands. So according to the latest report here, Apple is continuing their research for underscreen fingerprint sensor technology um, with a way to reintroduce Touch ID in its first full screen model. Now, that full screen model is not coming anytime soon. In fact, it might be somewhere in 2024, 2025. We we are unlikely to see anything like under the screen touch ID in 2023. So let's not let's not get too crazy or too excited. 
but uh yeah it's <laughs> it's being worked on everybody is that is that good enough <laughs> yeah sure sure why not also next year's 2024 oled ipad pro models right uh, we've talked about oleds coming to oled displays which is deeper blacks pixel by pixel by pixel by pixel control brighter colors more vibrant brights better contrast ratio mini led is very very good oled is creme de la creme good now apple's 2024 oled ipad pro according to these latest reports from the elec which is a korean outlet that has done plenty of apple reports in the past they could be vastly more expensive than the currently existing ipad pros and the reason why is that apple's pricing strategy if they're using this new OLED technology, they're estimating right now that a new a new iPad Pro, I believe they start at, do they start at $999 right now at the high end before you add storage? I believe they start at $999. But current estimates because of this new OLED display in the new iPad Pro for 2024, their estimates are starting at $1,500 and $1,800. $1,500, for the 11 inch and 13 inch models respectively. So that would make an 11 inch iPad Pro over 80% more expensive than the existing one which starts at 799. A 13 inch model over 60% more expensive than the current 12.9 inch iPad Pro with that currently has the mini LED XDR display. It does start at 1099 not 999. And do we do we want the best technology? Yes. Part of the part of the reason is that this is not just a regular OLED that we've seen. One of the big reasons is because Apple, who's in discussion with Samsung and LG about pricing and supplying these panels, they're using a process specific for this, a production process specifically that has not been combined before for OLED panels of these sizes. So that's part of the reason why they believe these costs will be driven up significantly. If they sell an $1,800 iPad Pro entry level, I'm not buying it. Like, quite honestly, the sleeper of Apple's iPad lineup, to me, is the 2018 iPad Pro, which still works and runs beautifully. I mean, a lot of people could say even earlier, but the iPad, the, the iPad Pro from 2018 is still spectacular today i don't feel like i've lost a beat at all nope not at all all right if you want to hear about the future you know we saw the new home pod this year and yes by all accounts it's a nice product it just i only say it's nice because it doesn't sound as good as the original home pod and i've always also felt that man there's room to go here like Apple, knowing who Apple is, they've got to be working on some sort of higher end HomePod. And there are rumors and reports that there's HomePods with a screen being developed. Well, the latest report from analyst Ming-Chi Kuo says Apple will release a redesigned HomePod with a seven inch display in the first half of 2024. What do you think about that? Now, Google has kind of hit a wall with innovation of their current 
smart home speakers, but Google's also doing this amazing Pixel, new Pixel tablet that then can rest on a magnetic stand with a built-in speaker that kind of turns it into a Nest-like product, but can be either a, a tablet separately from it, and then when combined, could be like a home hub. I, I think if anyone can knock this out of the park as well with the ecosystem that they're building, and we know that Apple has taken their time in the smart home space, I would be very, very curious what a Nest-like product or Amazon Echo-like product, Echo Studio-like product, would look like from Apple. And now with the Matter platform allowing for easier compatibility with smart home devices, and hopefully it will end up being compatible with the devices that I use in my home, like Nest products, this starts getting really interesting. So Apple is working on their own revamped home strategy, and I think they absolutely need to. But HomePod with a 7-inch screen? That might be one of the most intriguing devices for 2024 if this does come out at that time. I'm not saying it's going to be the best right now. I'm saying intriguing. Like the things that things that made you go, hmm, HomePod, 7-inch display. Yeah. Count, count me in. All right, everybody. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And you know what? Before we go, we always got to give out a shout out to our Patreon supporters at the Platinum Apple level. That's the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Glenn Canellis. Thank you all for your support. And thank you to all of you who continue to support this show. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all my content. And guess what? We will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. More Apple news, more rumors, more stories, more fun. And yeah, we'll see you when we'll see you. Or you'll hear me when you hear me. And I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Yeah, something like that. All right, everybody. Take care. Be safe. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.